Welcome to Beef Does Movies. Welcome back to the show. Happy New Year. 2020, we finally made it. <laughs> We're currently recording this in 20, 2019, November, but I'm pretty much a stickler for doing a bit of advancedness in this. Uh, I, mean, I have a very interesting guest, a very a man of many talents, a very nice guy too, and someone that actually has a bit of a, a connection with, like a personal connection with me. The one, the only, AMC. How's it going? Hey man, how you doing? I'm doing well. Doing good. Good. Yeah. It's finally good to have you on the show. Thank you. Like I said, a man of many talents, <laughs> musician, martial artist, stuntman, actor, uh, any other hats that you have currently. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Is there any um, others that you can name? <laughs> there's, I think podcast you covered it. Guest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> podcast this guest. is the second yeah. one. Both <laughs> times you've been on a podcast, I guess. It's right, been a, yeah. a Yorkton connection. Uh, Chris Maxwell, mm -hmm. uh, very long friend of mine, has been on the podcast. And right. I was kind of like discussing, hey, do you know this AMC guy? He's like, not really. I'm yeah. like, hey, he's very interesting. You should well, have him you. be on your podcast. And yeah. immediately you guys started chatting up. Uh, we actually met uh, in the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu class. We did. Yes. Yeah. Amazing class. It's one of the best things I've done. Yeah. So before we, go, before we go into the movie, I actually kind of want to discuss like a martial arts history because sure. we're doing a martial arts movie. Right. So before we get into that, discuss your past with martial arts. Absolutely. First of all, thank you, James, for having me on the show. Oh, no problem, uh, sir. I'm glad our schedules worked out so we, oh, could, yeah. we could make this happen. Um, it started when I was 10 years old. I was in karate yeah. back in Yorkton. Uh, Wilf Miller is an amazing um, martial artist, uh, karate uh, specifically at the time. This is late 80s. So we're talking 87. He oh. was um, earning his second or third degree in his black belt. Just a little background on him. Um, very direct. Um, he spoke with conviction, uh, and he taught the same way. And I learned a lot. Um, yeah. He didn't play favors, favorites, uh, which was fantastic. He treated everyone the same. That's a fantastic teacher to have. Exactly, and that's where I learned how to do push-ups on my knuckles. Wasn't so good back then. Now it's oh, like yeah. second nature. Um, it started then, and uh, I moved. I worked my way up. Went to the tournament, uh, tournament circuit with karate, which was awesome. Okay. Doctor Brass Elementary School is where primarily they were. Did you ever um, manage to? Uh, I know in karate, there's mm -hmm. a big scene that accumulates in uh, Las Vegas. Right at the time, no, no. Um, it was uh, provincial. Okay. So Regina, Saskatoon, Yorkton, primarily. The, the reason why I asked mm -hmm. that is I actually have a school friend by the name of Sonny Roberts, okay. who is like a karate champion. And Excellent. he actually traveled to Las Vegas to do all these karate tournaments. So I have quite a yeah. bit of knowledge on the karate scene. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. excellent that you brought that up. And that's where it started. That was one of the few options for martial yeah. arts in Yorkton. And um, fast forward to, say, four or five years into it, um, I started band. I started a lot of, started playing instruments. Of course, yeah. I played trumpet, baritone. I played trombone as well. Um, and... Karate took a little a bit of a back burner. So I never lived with regrets, like the song No Regrets by Tom Cochran, right? <laughs> yes. But um, I always, in the back of my mind, was like, I got to get back into martial arts. So fast forward to 35, when I was 35 years old. Um, great colleague, mentor, life coach, uh, Jamie J.T. Torres, uh, uh, introduced Gracie Jiu-Jitsu to me. Yes. Um, my instructor, head instructor, Mike Tavares. Shout out to Mike Tavares. Yes, fantastic guy. As you guy. know, Mike, he is a fantastic guy. And uh, one of the most welcoming and like easy to like listen to when it comes to learning techniques. Right. There's uh, a reason he's a teacher, he's an instructor. Yeah, he's, he carries himself so well. He's just fantastic. Yeah. 
and, and Jamie is is cut from the same cloth. And Jamie came approached me at work. We used to work together, okay. and um, he had mentioned, "Hey, you know, let's you gotta be giving this a try." And I was a bit hesitant to be honest. It's like it's been a while since I've been in the martial arts. It's nerve wracking. Yeah, uh, it is. It was nerve wracking. Absolutely, well said. And um, I just took that leap with yeah. faith, and I said, "You know, I gotta do this. This will." Um, continue that martial arts passion that I had when I was a child mm. just in a different realm and when I say it like that is because I played very minimal sports I was in track I loved track I was in football was in my cup of tea but um, I still appreciate it yeah. and value it um, so in, in a way in a sense uh, I valued the condition of my body because at 35 I just jumped right into jiu-jitsu yeah and learned the skill it was like learning to ride a bike all over again and once i caught myself and and figured out what was going on and figured out why they call it human chess yeah. which is a perfect analogy oh, it is right and it's actually kind of interesting because i i started jujitsu myself mm -hmm. when i was 33 i'm 34 right now right. and it's kind of interesting kind of like i'm at your point back then yeah when, exactly. it, when it comes to jiu-jitsu it's nice that it's never too late to do jiu-jitsu no, it's never too late like look yeah. at our classes it, the age it's category is all giant of age difference yeah and so uh, you also do some other stuff uh, uh, along the lines as well you like i said you do jiu-jitsu and then we have a, an array of t-shirts uh so yeah. explain the other stuff that you do as absolutely well. um i've trained at um Dragon's Den. Uh, shout outs to Alex. He's an amazing instructor as well. Reminds me a lot of my karate instructor back in the day. Yeah. Speaks and carries himself with conviction. He's there for you to learn. He's there for you to ask questions and help. Yeah. Uh, and that was MMA training I did uh, briefly in 2000. I want to say 2014, um, uh, which included Kali. Um, the slang would be stick fighting, but I prefer to call it Kali, what it is, the martial art. It's amazing. I have my sticks uh, that were gifted to me by the aforementioned Jamie Torres. So just always having those resources that are bringing positivity into my life and helping me learn a new skill set, helping me to be oh, yeah. comfortable with being uncomfortable and learning something new. Um, I also um, trained uh, as well multiple times at, we're looking at... Um, Going back here to the other shirts, um, in Sikran Arnis and uh, Paul Villamore, he trains with us at Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Another amazing person to learn from, another amazing mentor yeah. when it comes to martial arts. Um, he trains uh, in that context as well, where you're actually mixing martial arts, pun intended, because you're learning different trades. It's like the trades, really. Like it's like electrician, plumbing. Yeah. It's like that in that in that context. If that analogy makes sense. I and um, it's amazing to learn from these mentors slash teammates yeah. uh, because we're training all jiu-jitsu all together. But yet there's so many different options that you have for self-defense and for competition. Yeah, because uh, oh. the thing I find is that uh, I'm a, a man with limited leg movement. Like, okay. I can only get my legs so much. Mm -hmm. And they have so many different ways for me to defend myself. Mm -hmm. It's not... If you can't do this, then it doesn't work for you. It's right. why don't you try this instead? Exactly. There was an issue uh, when it came to the headlocks where I couldn't throw my legs over their head. Right. So they gave me an alternate option where I basically mm -hmm. used my strength to pull them down right. rather than doing the leg. And it's just fantastic because it allows me to keep going because even though I have physical limitations at times, it, there's other options. There's always other right. options. And I appreciate that. For whatever body type, if you're not strong enough, you have right. ways to slip out of it. If you're a exactly. bigger guy, you have ways to power out of it. And it's just a fantastic mm -hmm. way of learning. 
Absolutely, and it's martial arts is a form of uh, uh, being a contortionist because your body, especially jujitsu, because or Gracie jujitsu at that, because you're bending, twisting, and turning, and it's it's amazing that way because you, if you're in, it feels like you're in a confined space when you're in guard. Oh, it is right. So you have to maneuver out of that, uh, but still maintain patience, persevere through it, and be comfortable with. I'm not going to call it losing. Be comfortable with construct, constructive criticism. Yeah. Uh, if a move doesn't work, there's so many techniques, endless techniques, as we, both of us and others in our, our brothers and sisters in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu that carry on uh, and train, there's so many different um, techniques that we're learning that there's so many options. Is what yeah. I'm getting at. yeah. Just, just the, uh, the critiques that they give you, it's not you're doing this wrong. They never exactly. ever say it's wrong. Mm-hmm. They just say, why don't you try this? Exactly. And that's what I appreciate. It's not there to hammer you down, which I've no. seen some places do. Right. It's more of a, why don't you try this? Right. And it's just fantastic. Uh, my history with martial arts uh-huh. is when I was a young kid, I did Taekwondo till I was uh, a blue belt. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I kind of tapped out because mm-hmm. for some reason I, was, I, uh, I got kicked in the mouth and right. then that was it for me. What? And then I... Uh, after that, I kind of took a break from martial arts for the longest while because I kind of moved and kind of fell out of the scene. But then I still had that itch. I yeah. still needed something just to kind of get my blood pumping and kind of get any problems I had in a more enlight- enlightening way. Mm-hmm. And so I took uh, Japanese jujitsu. Uh, my trainer, he actually used to be my, my babysitter, which is kind of funny. Uh-huh. And I managed to get there to Brown until I broke my arm. Wow, how did that happen? Um, Guy that was a bigger guy, I went to go uh, rotate, because with Japanese jiu-jitsu, it's less of on the ground. It's more of like defending yourself with holes or throwing people to the ground. And and it was kind of like a judo throw. I was going to say. And then, because it was kind of like a a modified with Japanese jiu-jitsu, it's kind of, and I did that. And as I overextended, I landed elbow first and his whole body weight landed on my elbow. As it was like that, as it was like tipped to the floor. That's that'll it, do it for sure. And apparently, I went fully white, like oh my, my face God. was just drained of blood. What an experience! And so that kind of scared me off. And then for the longest time, I got into pro wrestling. Right. I did pro wrestling for from two thousand and five until last year. And bumps aren't easy. You know? No, Jim Ross said it best on yeah. Uh, on a interlude to a pay, on the pay-per-views when he was with the uh, WWE. Yeah. And he says, you know, how do you learn to fall off a 20-foot ladder? You know, exactly. take, taking a bump is not uh, is not fun and it's not an easy thing to do. So the, There's been like MMA guys who have done pro right. wrestling. It's like that's even worse than... I've heard that as like well. Rolling, like I think Cain Velasquez, who's right. recently transitioned. Yeah. And especially someone who's transitioning and going through a, a knee issue as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's pick up and go. It, it pretty with much pro is. wrestling. It's it's it, it doesn't have the uh, I don't want to say the 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 suaveness or the technique of MMA, but there is a waiting period. If, if perfect example, if if um, Cain Velasquez is who knows jiu-jitsu as well as in the guard, uh, it's not just punch away. There there there's strategy behind yeah. that as well. It's just a different type of strategy in pro wrestling where it's. It, it's it's run and gun. It's it's on the go all the time, but that makes one susceptible to injury that oh, much is. more. Because uh, there's a thing. It's called a uh, bump and feed. It's where right. you land fully w- 
under your own power onto your back and then you immediately have to pop up just right. to fall again and you can do that between fr- f- three to four times in a row three so to it, four times seven days a week probably yeah how many x amount of days a like year the, like i have uh, i uh took a, a clothesline off a gentleman named adam knight i believe you know him yes i do uh yeah. he gave me a clothesline over the top rope i backflip over the top rope yeah. landed on my leg and my leg twisted the wrong way see and just destroyed my knee right. nothing That's to do with adam knight at all it was right. just a horrible accident and I, I i could barely walk right and i still have the problems to this day you know just one little thing i think of those that uh, and i'm glad you recovered for it that, oh, that's yeah. that's that's the most important i still suffer it to it this day but it's not mm-hmm. as bad right i i you you know but that's what jujitsu is good as well because it's less taxing on my knee that's kind of why i've kind of worked into jujitsu because it's kind of less taxing but i'm still getting the exercise that i need well said and and the self-defense that you need oh yes you know, fantastic it's a cold world out there and anything can happen if one has that that defense you know jiu-jitsu versus jiu-jitsu competition i'm all for it yeah however when push comes to shove on a daily basis the more likelihood of someone trying to attack unfortunately someone trying to attack yeah. john doe so to speak is very all, high is very high exactly yeah. and uh, it's good to know it's great to know something yeah that especially on the street that. and stuff like that uh, mm-hmm. i've i've worked my, with my job i do a non-violent crisis intervention but it's nice to have some extended knowledge if it does get terrible where you can't get away because non-violent crisis intervention is all about stopping it and running away mm-hmm. whereas it's nice to have that extra background to fully defend yourself because sometimes they will carry on and for uh, young um boys and girls in the schoolyard to know and on this, wherever they are to know self to prevent anti-bullying to know self-defense it is is imperative and it's actually a good confidence builder too yeah, for the people for the meet people where like there's a bit of confidence oh, I'm, I'm doing well in this i can kind of show myself for who i am right and it's fantastic mm-hmm. so that was a really deep conversation yeah. um yeah. let's get into this movie yeah um before i told you about this because i don't know you for uh do you have a personal connection to this movie at all before before i told you about it i've seen it before been a while yeah but how could i forget billy blanks because <laughs> <laughs> oh, i grew up yeah. on uh, billy banks um the uh, exercise video Tybo, as well. yes Tybo. Yeah. um that's what uh was intriguing at first with him and just the character study that i've reviewed on him and uh just being at his age, not that he's old, he's he's aging very, very well from yes, what I hear. He's gracefully. Gracefully, thank you. Yes. And in in great shape. Um and that's amazing. And the amount of martial arts knowledge he has to incorporate that something with Tai Bo and build a brand. Um, that's self promotion at its finest. I actually have a co worker, well, technically my boss, where mm-hmm. she she was actually one of the figureheads for right. like this works and this is one of the people that did it. Okay. And she, she she lost quite a bit of weight using the Tybo method. Yeah. So fantastic for her. Uh, this movie was one of those uh, where my dad would pick up random movies from the video store. Right. And I'll catch and he would catch me watching it while he, while I was you know yeah. meant to be in bed. <laughs> and then I would stay up and finish watching the movie. Yeah. And I f- effectively remember quite a lot. I, was, I remember rewatching it just about half an hour ago. And I'm like, I remember this part. I remember this part. And I haven't seen this movie for a year. I think it's the redemption factor yeah. uh, that is imperative, and 
persevere. Um, yeah. It's all about that. And it's, it's a great character study of um, good versus evil when it comes to overcoming those fears and, and challenging your demons, no matter yeah. what they are, you can apply it to martial arts or life. Mm. And I think that's the big message that one takes away from it, especially with what Jake and Sean had gone through yeah. and, and then seeing Khan is is the antagonist behind it all. He's the yeah. mastermind behind all this Fantastic. wrongdoing. Yeah. Yes. So we'll be right back uh, after these messages. And then we'll deep dive into the King of the Kickboxers, a.k.a. a lot of other titles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a fun and unique fundraising alternative? Ditch the frozen cookies, holiday calendars, and bingo balls. Have your sports team, organization, or nonprofit raise some real dough by trying a Quizzler's Quiz Night Fundraising Alternative. Quizzler's is a 12-round fun and interactive quiz game experience. Teams are formed and compete against one another on a variety of exciting topics. It's interactive, it's social, it's trivia. Follow us on Facebook by searching at Quizzler's, on Instagram at Quizzler's Winnipeg, or call us today at 204-793-4202. Mention the discount code Beaver Does Movies to receive fifteen percent off your next Quizzlers booking. And we are back. Me, AMC. We watched King of the Kickboxers, yeah. aka No Retreat, No Surrender Four, aka Karate Tiger Four. And when you first came in, you told me why is this called Kickboxers <laughs> <laughs> when they're doing uh, back and front kicks, which are Taekwondo. But hey, I guess that's for. Uh, martial arts enthusiasts like us to notice those kind of details. But. Exactly. I, I noticed it was very... Uh, so this movie was yeah. uh, directed by Lucas Lowe. Uh-huh. Uh, in this one, it's spelled L-O-W-E, but he's known as Lowe L-O. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed uh, King of the Co- Kickboxers uh, Part 3, which came before this. Right. Uh, written by Keith D- W. Strandberg, who was also a producer, starring Lauren Avedon, Richard uh, J. Cole, Don Stroud, and of course, the one and the only Billy Banks. Yes. Uh, as Khan. Really uh, great Khan, too, as di- well. Yeah. Uh, distributed by Seasonal Film Corporation. Came out in 1990. Right. 99 minutes, and the language is English. Of course. Yes. Uh, so this movie opens up, and it's kind of a flashback, yeah. because we get um, a bit of a... We get the two brothers... Mm-hmm. One's like a professional kickboxer yeah. in Bangkok, and then he dies yeah. with the amazing introduction to Khan. Right. And interestingly enough, he hates Americans, even though from the looks of it, he is an American. Mm-hmm. And so they don't mention it in the movie, but the director actually turned out and said that Khan is the son of a Thai mother. And his father is a military American that left him in in Thailand. And that is why he hates uh, Americans. It's kind of, he hates what's left him, which is an interesting aspect. Uh, That's pretty much the only character development he gets rather than just being a complete badass. Yeah, Uh, they they really keep him in the dark. There's a lot of uh, mystery behind him, which I think builds his character and um, that angst that he has towards society or um, where he felt he should have been yeah. uh, at that time in his life. So. Yeah, I actually want to talk a bit about yeah. Khan just because, yeah. in general, he's a complete badass. <laughs> yes, he is. Every scene he comes in, apart from the end, 
He's just a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they shoot him right. He grimaces like mm-hmm. intensely. Whenever he's fighting, uh, he's just intense mm-hmm. and destructive. Right. And calculated. Calculated too, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he, like he knows to use guns when it comes time to it because the first right. time you see him is using an assault rifle and funny enough I actually did a bit of further research and in the Street Fighter 2 game when they added the four new characters right JD uh, DJ or DJ sorry yes yeah. uh, they actually outright said that I watched this movie one time and I was like that would be an awesome character to bring into Street Fighter so if you're a DJ fan, this is the movie to watch where you can see his origin. Although, in general, from like martial arts films, mm. they influence Street Fighter a lot. There's a lot of different sh- characters that have been influenced into Street Fighter. It's kind of a combination of different uh, genres and, and such. Um, so what did you think to Khan? Khan, uh, he's intimidating, yeah. of course. Uh man a few words if you will actions speak louder than words is probably the best analogy to describe him uh there's a real as aforementioned angst behind yeah but he has a purpose or feels he has a purpose to punish those who he feels has done him wrong yeah and no one can contest that literally yeah. or challenge him uh, yeah, because he's, he's so versed in his martial arts and, and it seems like from the start that he was a kickboxing champion but it seems like he's ascended past being a champion now he just wants to rule thailand exactly do you get that where because it's clear that he's like an undefeated champion and it's kind of playing on that he's done everything where to now he's kind of gone into the seedy underbelly of these snuff movies because the plot of this is in thailand these producers are making snuff movies where they invite martial artists and khan basically shows up and kills you and that's the entire that's the entire plot line uh that is why the uh the main character gets involved along with the background vengeance and so it's just interesting to see where his character went from being kind of involved with the mafia and he's just kind of gone darker and darker and i wonder if that's because his father was never there and it's just i think it's part of that and i think it's a it, it's a struggle for power in his yeah. mind there's never enough power you've got to have more yeah um the carnage he leaves behind uh in in this movie <laughs> yeah. is unfathomable because it just proves you we already know he's undefeated trophies mean nothing to him yeah at this point in time it's 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 power he's after yeah. and he won't stop till he gets it really pretty much by uh, any means really. i also kind of find it funny that he has a super move it's yeah. like a, it's like a, mar- it's like a, a fighting game super move. It's the double kick, double thrust kick to the chest, and then like a spinning uh, back kick. And nails it every time. He nails it every time, <laughs> and apparently it's so undefeated yeah. that the only way you can defeat it is by having logs thrown at you, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and then so we'll get into the sec character played by Lauren Avedon, right. who is a uh, pretty decent kickboxer well martial artist in himself uh, apparently um he was pegged to be the next john claude van damme but then what happened was he turned down a contract uh, that went to don the dragon wilson that is right yeah. and then what happened was he regrets it because he kind of lost out on a lot of deals he's done some acting here and there but he's not done as much volume as his earlier career 
Mm. Uh, so Lauren Avedon, uh, I hate to say this, but he's not good as an act, <laughs> as an actor, as an actor, he is not good. Uh, very wooden, very. I think he was trying to play like unhinge a bit too much, and it just comes off as. Whereas Billy Blanks, who's a martial arts practitioner, yeah, can separate the two elements, yeah, and bring that brooding character uh, intensity, yeah, intensity exactly with the acting, and bring that same brooding and intensity with his martial arts, yeah, it's a great combination. That's another reason why he's so polarizing when he comes on the screen. Yeah, because like after you see it, when you first see him, he's doing a drug bust. And he's trying to play it like so aloof, but he's just coming off like he's high, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like he's taking too much of his because he's doing a drug bust. It's like he's been into the supply a little bit. <laughs> he, he just doesn't know what he's doing, and he's apparently pissing everybody off, even down to the fact that he gives them the wrong address so he can beat people up. Because apparently, after his brother died at the hands of Khan, he's just full of rage. And he's constantly looking for a fight. I think it's rage. And I think the way it was portrayed on screen was this rage, this inner um, seeking vengeance. However, I do think it's a bit of fear as well, if you're in my words, because when he was a child, seeing his brother taken out. Like, like his that, hero, pretty much. Yeah. Like he got murked bad. Yeah. And, he did. Yeah. Oof. And then even he ended up getting scarred from Khan as well. Yeah. And it was, it was just interesting seeing that. And throughout, he's just full of rage because you see him uh basically yelled at by the captain who i love by the way yeah. like his whole introduction scene he kind of calms down but when he's just screaming at the window saying get out of here your assholes just yelling at everybody outside i was <laughs> I, that made me laugh just yeah. because i love a good screaming captain right like something from like lethal weapon or something like that where they're just screaming that's a great reference pretty much yeah. but um yeah, and then he, he ends up, hey, go to Thailand, and it clearly phases him because his brother died in Memories, back, yeah. Thailand. And then he decides to watch the videotape, and he sees Khan. I, I do love the scene where he's like, I'm going. No, no I'm going. Won't you, won't you, just let me go. It's like, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess. And it's kind of funny how later on they kind of like, we know why you went. You should have known from... As soon as he starts screaming that I'm going, that something was up. There was a reason why. Like, he knows who this person is. Yeah, because right? the, the person that he sees murder somebody is Khan. Is Khan. Because Khan's been doing underground snuff martial arts movies. What a concept, you know? Like, it, think, especially the first yeah. time I saw that, I was probably in my teens. So that was 14, 15. Yeah. And if not younger. And to realize that that's the danger zone he's going into. Yeah. It's like, what, what, kind, what yeah. kind of film? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of like a more violent version of those old, yeah. like, Kimbo Slice movies, if you remember. I have, I still have some of those on, yeah. on, uh, on burnt discs. Oh, camp. man. I think I, I have up to 15. I remember those. watching, like, the YouTube yeah. videos of that. Somebody running with a camcorder, and all of a sudden there's Kimbo. Yeah. Whereas this is a bit more like, higher production value and people actually get murdered and oh. it's actually martial artists i guess with right. with these uh, king of the kick fire snuff movies yeah. and so he ends up going to thailand he ends up fighting the local kickboxers because I, I think what he's meant to be doing is he's meant to like get his name out there so that the producers can 
see, hey, there's this guy that's run, wandering around just beating people up. Let's yeah. put him in the, Have, the has, snuff. Has, has a skill set. Yeah. And just to get to the get to the heart of the matter. Yeah. And then that's actually good for him because he ends up working with this other kickboxer kind of has a little f- skirmish with him right. and tells him about Prang, who is in this movie, the Mr. Miyagi, the, the guy that yes. kind of says, I know how to beat him. This is how you do it. Yeah. And Let it, me guide you. Yeah. yeah. And then we were introduced to uh, Prang, who turns out to be a drunk. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's interesting there because it turns out um, he left because he lost to he lost to um, Khan. So, who didn't lose to Khan? He's yeah. lucky he survived. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so then he, he managed to come back because a monkey tried to steal stole his uh, passport. I'm like. So they have these comic relief moments that, yeah, maybe didn't make the most sense, but I guess it was to just lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, and that, that does help with martial arts movies. Because it does. Unless folks are like us, where they're into the martial arts, it's not yeah. always the easiest to watch um, because the plot has to obviously revolve around the martial arts, but there is a character build uh, in this as well. It's yeah. just that the, the most intriguing character is a mystery about him, a mystique about him, but that's yeah. the beauty of what he brought to the. So, uh, what did movie. you think to Prang, like the Mr. Miyagi character? What did you feel to his backstory and his relation to the uh, story? I think he knows more than he wanted to admit at first. Yeah, uh, he just wanted to see is is this going to be is this is this man going to make a change? Is he going to be the one to take down Khan? Can he take down Khan? Yeah, you know, he knows his brother could have, but can he? And has his brother faced his 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 challenges? Yeah, uh, regarding emotionally emotional stability of what happened to his brother, um, his own emotional stability and conquering fear. Uh, the, the, especially when you're going against someone who's undefeated, undisputed, and is a beast, a beast. Yeah, and works on the ode of you know like this guy kills for fun in this movie. Really, oh, does. he pretty much does. He, yeah, he's a, a destroyer, and it was mm-hmm. very interesting. Uh, with the prank, I actually really liked the aspect of uh, he couldn't be Khan and he just kind of ran away. Right. He, you know, just from the shame because there could be another movie where it's about Prang trying to beat beat him and then end up losing on like and end the movie on a downer note. That would be an interesting like prequel that they could do. I was just going to say prequel. Absolutely. That, yeah. makes, that makes complete sense. Um, and then he, we get the training montage where they actually train him and how to. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the reason why they call the kick, kickboxers is because they train his legs. Yes. Because they, they extensively talked about leg kicks. And the setting, of course, Thailand. Yeah. And, and 1981 Thailand. Yes. Yeah. Um, but mainly like the, about legs because a big aspect to uh, Thai kickboxing is that you've got to have strong legs and pretty much they will kick trees until like you're calloused up which is uh, very, very hardcore. Yeah, and it, it conditions the shins for when John Doe, so to speak, has has opposition with another John Doe, and and it's to the finish. It really yeah. is. Uh, so another character that we were also introduced to is the female love interest, mm-hmm. who I actually forgotten the name of. I was Molly, I do believe. I believe so. Yeah. Um, tell, me, t- tell me what you thought about this character. She seems to be a model that's trying to make it in Bangkok, I guess. 
and then she kind of becomes chosen by Khan. Very unsure uh, in in her setting, not been somewhere yeah. like that, obviously. So not minding her surroundings and very susceptible to someone like Khan saying, "Hey, I got, and, I'll offer you this." It sounds like that the producers offered her, "Hey, just stand in the crowd; they won't pick you. Mm-hmm. Just just go for it." And then she, especially when the surprise on, well, she, he, he said he won't pick me, like terrified of of Khan, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she ends up uh, pretty much nearly getting assaulted yeah, in exactly. this movie because Khan apparently takes what he wants, which is yeah. very susceptible, horrible. vulnerable to someone yeah. who is a uh, who has that type of mindset like Khan. He's an ultimate opportunist. Yeah. Really is. Oh, he, he takes he takes yeah. the chances, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting. And from from there, she escapes, and this is where she gets to meet Jake. Uh, and then they kind of had the love interest, and it kind of builds up from there. Um, it gives him something to fight for. I yeah. just want to mention that. A, a lot, Aside from the uh, redemption stacks, for his it brother. It stacks the deck. And actually, yeah. it actually adds to the story later on for them to actually want to bring in Jake. Yeah. So it, t- so it turns out that the producers are looking for the next thing. They're looking for the next victim for Khan. They've already done it uh, previously. Uh, with the guy with the hook for his neck, that was messed up. That whole scene, that was that. That sounds like a nightmare scenario where you're thinking, oh, like especially being a stunt worker, you you expect yeah. it to be safe, and then you get cut. Right. That's that's that just sounds horrifying. It's like blading back in the the eighties. Yeah. Uh, uh, pro wrestling. Uh, oh yeah. Where they're where they're purposely. Yeah. Uh, and allowed to 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 cut themselves. But with, in this, yeah. it's just people with actual knives stabbing you, mm-hmm. and then you. You open a thing and you, I, I believe that was his girlfriend, probably that was like li- lying dead or just like yeah. some random. Didn't have disclosures back in the day. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Sign something next time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So finally, uh, Jake, after all his training, including where he's smashed in the body with yeah. logs, he manages to like get the eye of the producers. So let's talk about the producers. These are some slimy, slimy, <laughs> slimy looking people. <laughs> There's the main guy who constantly has a woman fanning him. Oh. Like he's your typical like Harvey Weinstein style producer, mm-hmm. slime ball extreme. Mm-hmm. But then you have the other one who's kind of like the talent scout. Mm-hmm. And if they just put a weasel and filmed him, <laughs> I wouldn't notice a difference. Because he is a weasley, weasley fuck. Because Jesus Christ, even like down to his like lips, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, I was creeped out just looking at. But him. it made that character oh, memorable. It was yeah, because I'm not agreeing with him with that what that character is about, but it made it memorable because it it was a weasel in a suit. Absolutely. If, if I was sitting here, yeah. watching this movie with you, I'm like, <laughs> did they just put a weasel in this movie? <laughs> because pretty much, and then you have the very like sleazy looking he looks like a porno director <laughs> he looks like a director you will see in porn <laughs> because that, that is how he looks to me because i'm like Ugh. he looks like he's just sitting there kind of like scratching himself and stuff uh, like that or eating a, a club sandwich but he's just <laughs> yeah that's that's how i see porn directors just waiting around in a house or something that's probably what he does offshore like when he goes back to America, he's like, "Oh, back to the porn." That, that should have been a clear sign uh, that uh, something's up. You know. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, wait a minute. 
That's a porn director. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. So now let's get to the final battle. We've spoken about all the characters, yes. everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake finally manages to get invited to the big show. Right. Um, Khan wants it to be that everyone... Uh, he, he wants there to be a bit of drama. And he actually remembers what he did to Jake when he killed Sean. And so he's like, I remember beating a, a man to death in front of his little brother. And yeah, and that, that gives him an idea like, why don't we do something? And Weasel pretty much says, I have the perfect guy, which is uh, Molly and Jake. Not knowing that it turns out that they're the one in the same, the little brother and Jake. And so as Jake goes away, uh, Khan strikes, kidnaps Molly, kills Prang. Which is a shame. I'm really sad that they killed off Prang in this movie. I think they had to to add to the add to the uh, add to the uh, the turmoil that Jake's already gone through. And I do believe they, whether they knew that was Jake or not, at yeah. this point they didn't. That something like that could have easily they they really it. wanted to add add to the top of it. Yeah, I, I think Khan had also had a vendetta against Prang because it sounds like. You know, he knew that he was leaking secrets on, on fighting him. So he's like, don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I really like this final fight. I I really it's love excellent. it. it really Just is. from like a cinematography look to, to the fight itself. The one thing I didn't like was Ron Aradon kind of attended. Oh, I'm hitting guys too hard. Like kind of being a bit like clownish. I didn't appreciate it. It should have just been him wanting to smash everybody. But then that kind of does change as soon as Khan makes his entrance. And it's the angles, as you were saying, of, of yeah. how that final fight scene was yeah. was um, captured on yeah. film. Because so. he, he throws Prang down, you see the dead body, you see that he has Shannon. So you have, you've killed your new mentor, you've got your girlfriend, you killed your brother previously. It's The drama in the, at the end of this is fantastic. And it's followed up with some great action. It's not bouncing all over the place it's clearly focused um the the one problem it had for me was it had like the old martial arts movie sound effects every hit Could have done without those yeah. every hit in this was <laughs> poof, 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 yeah. poof, every kick to the even if you hit him in the face it was it's the same noise you make if you hit him in the stomach if it had like realistic effects it would be a lot better but other than that, everything else with this was just fantastic. Look at as a stuntman, uh, tell me how you thought about this. Well, it was in a film called The Kill Switch, and yes. as aforementioned, uh, Adam Knight um, is amazing. Uh, it was a Fight Club scene, uh, and Adam was fighting the protagonist Anthony Javier. It was amazing because when I was in my scenes, yeah, um, I was playing one of the henchmen, if you will. Um, Anthony walks in and. All heck breaks loose. Anthony's flipping people over pool tables. I had a great few moments with him as well. So it was martial artist versus martial artist because yeah. he's he's excels at uh, taekwondo and other martial arts. And to to add my take on martial arts, being jujitsu background, yeah. taking some MMA, um, stick karate, kali, yeah. karate as well. Um, I, I invited that. I, yeah. I was so honored to be in my first martial arts film yeah and doing the stunt work 
Yeah, that's... not just not standing around and being the tough guy. Actually, yeah. getting into the thick of things. And... Actually, taking like taking the yeah. hit, making it look good for the camera. Absolutely, and that's just it. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Making it look great for the yeah. camera. That's that. That is the goal, um, and it's to shy away, silencing your own ego to make sure that in this instance, the protagonist is on top of things. Mm. Like he's in control of the room, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and so from your experience from that. What would you put from watching this now? Uh, do you see anything differently? Do you see any critiques? I see the angles differently. Um, and when I say the angles, not necessarily the physical, actual techniques, mm. more so the element of where the producer of the movie and other movies, from the blood sports to kickboxers, yeah. in that nine, late 1980s, mid 1990s time frame yeah. of martial arts movies, that it was. A subliminal call to men and women to join martial arts. Yeah. This is something that will protect you. This is something that is intriguing. This is something mm. that you can learn and continue to learn regardless of your age. Yeah. And uh, the, from like a, a movie fan, the thing I've kind of noticed recently is they've kind of backed away from the style where it's just two people side by side right. and they're fighting. Often now I see with similar photography, it's more following the guy rather than just being kind of like a street fight style look. Well, which makes sense because when we spar in class yeah. at, at Gracie, we are on the move. Yes. Whether it be on the ground, we're moving some way, shape yeah. or form or when we're doing standing techniques. Yeah. So for producers in Hollywood or wherever overseas to uh, really really chime in on that yeah. and start reflecting that martial arts comes from different angles. It's mm. not just one on, it's just not one angle where yeah. side by, no, it doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I, not in the real world. I, I, just watching that, I've noticed mm -hmm. that's what they've been doing. It, yeah. And it, it, it's a welcome change, but I sometimes like to go back to the throwback. I like to yeah. see like that stuff because it, it's course. fun. Um, so, Lauren Averdon does a scene which mm. to me is the most amazing. Uh, he manages to slice off Khan's mask, throws in the, the picture of his brother, and he's like, Khan recognizes who it is. And Lauren Arvidon does the greatest movie scream in the history of movie screams, where he's like, I've been there for 10 years. Ah! Just <laughs> screams his ass off. I'm like, <laughs> if you do not get pumped after that whole shit, mm -hmm. turn it off and leave. Right. Because that is like pumping. And apparently, according to Lauren Avedon, the directors told him to do that. And he was so mad at it, he wanted to get the film and throw it in the fire. He hated it. Really? And I, I'm disappointed because I'm like. It's, in, it, it, it's so impactful. Yeah. That made me to... want to do push ups. <laughs> just because like, it gets your blood boiling. And just, I love the whole bit. Like, a note, like. Related to that as well, like my second favorite is when he's just punching the shit out of him and he's telling him, this is for prank. This is my brother. You've ruined my life. And he's just continually beating him. And it's kind of therapeutic because throughout he's been angry and this is kind of him at his pinnacle of this anger. This is his release. And this is him releasing on the kind of pretty much the representation of everything that did him wrong. And because from there, you know, he was a happy kid. Closure as well. He got closure. He got to revenge his brother. He got to save the girl. And another aspect I liked is the directors are looking at each other going, he's losing. What do we do? 
well, we got a new star. I like that. Right. I liked how this so cutthroat cottons out of here. I guess he, he we knew he would get old. And I liked that they were. It's kind of pretty much indicative of Hollywood sometimes, yeah. and of the real world. Yeah, in a sense like the everyday job as well. That, yeah, that's, you, you get too old. Get yeah. you know, got to get your replacement. And I, yeah. I I appreciate the ruthlessness of it because it made him dirty. It made him dirtier people to deal with because he's going to have those challenges regardless yeah. not everybody's going to be your friend as they say right so for that to be reflected that's another angle where i see it different from the yeah. 12 year old 14 year old amc mm. watching this for the first time oh, yeah to, pretty much to the yeah AMC or like the, the five-year-old trying to stay up late right <laughs> <laughs> so and then yeah. the movie ends pretty much abruptly because they pretty much blow everything up yeah uh, the captain point. shows up going that shit you do with everybody else, you can't p pull the wool over my eyes. I know exactly where you are. Probably chipped him like a dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't trust you. Oh, did you just stab me? No, 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 no. I just chipped you in as he, as he walks off, oh. putting his jacket on. <laughs> and then they blow up. Uh, he saves Molly. Everyone gets arrested. Movie ends. Right. So, what did you think to this movie? And... In what environment would you recommend people to watch this movie? How I would position it is pre-teens, mid-teens, yeah. teenagers to folks my age, yeah. in their 40s. Anyone in that d demographic to watch it because, again, it will add to the aura of joining a martial art for the fact of self-defense. Yeah. Um, it brings light to... The battles, uh, inner battles, one overcoming their fears. Every movie will have something to critique. Yeah. With this and it being martial arts, and not just because of our backgrounds in it, but it really does build character. Uh, it builds character for individuals who feel that, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, certain sports might not be their thing. Yeah. But they want to stay active, they want to stay in shape, they want to overcome fears. Uh, martial arts will do that. Martial arts will help you persevere. It'll give you the patience you need. So really, to sum, sum that up, it could be really any age demographic from that point, let's say 12 years old and onwards, girls and boys to watch it, men and women to watch it, uh, because there'll be a better understanding of what's going on yeah. than if we're five or yeah. six and we just see good guy, bad guy. But all that's in between is what really builds up mm. Jake's character to face everything that's challenging him in life and get resolve and move on in life and realize that all this had a purpose. So Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Um I I actually like what you said about yes. being five or six, you can't yeah, you don't don't really because when you're at that age you don't understand plot lines. You won't process all yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. pretty much. Yeah. It's just pretty pictures. I I find like I watch stuff from my childhood. Okay. I'm like, I never knew that before. Wow. Yeah, man. So that was uh, King of the Kickboxers. Uh, I recommend to watch it in a group. Get a group who love martial yes. arts movies and just hell, have a hell of a time. When it's it no different than a group watching um, UFC or Bellator or what have you. Yeah. Um, it's that passion that you have for the sport, yeah. the, the combat sport at that. And movies reflecting that. I hope there's more uh, to look towards the future. I hope there's more martial arts movies yeah. of 
jujitsu, of kickbox, yeah. of karate, what have you. Or even like... Because um, the positivity goes with it. Even when they did the Raid movies, that was based yeah. on a martial art. Yes. Uh, and that's those two movies are just amazing martial arts movies. Some of the best modern day stuff that they brought out. One thing is just dawned on me. It's crossed my mind right now. Um, I could I could be could be wrong on this one, but I've not seen or heard of a martial arts movie, particularly uh, if we were not to count uh, Hidden uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where martial arts is incorporated, or let's say since then, where martial arts movie has been nominated for yeah. uh, a Golden Globe or an Oscar. So again, that's why I want to see move pressing forward, moving forward. Yeah that type of transition where martial arts is at the forefront and the I positivity think, behind I it. I think the last one really was um, uh, Red Belt. Ah, right. Uh, with uh, Chio Ejiofo, yes. where mm -hmm. it's him teaching people martial arts, refusing to do MMA because he feels that that's beneath him, but him having to do it because he uh, he can't pay his funds. That I think that's the closest to like a martial arts movie that's came out in recent, recent times, times yeah. and it's a pity it never got nominated because it was a well acted exactly. movie. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for coming on, AMC. My pleasure. I, I love really being here. yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I actually want to bring you on for a, a future episode, which is a format called My Five, Excellent. where you pick five movies, you tell me why they influence you as a person or as an actor or as a musician, whatever whatever you want to do. We can just hash out the five movies i'm all in Thanks yeah for fantastic the, for the so before you go please yes. uh drop your social media and uh absolutely anything coming up in january just um actually uh, music wise i'll be well i can let's start with gracie jiu-jitsu i i can i'll be training in gracie jiu-jitsu yeah. when i'm there come down see it um come see what all of we've been talking about and how it will be so influential in your life uh, it's fantastic i'll definitely yeah. include a link uh, I'll be there too. Yeah. I'm actually making a, a conscious effort to improve my uh, my attendance right now. Uh, all my work problems are done, so you can see me and AMC doing a bit of rolling. Exactly. So, um, anything else like me? Absolutely. There is. A, I'll be hosting a Chase Court uh, in mid January. We're looking at January 21st for a release of a two song EP, Fantastic. extended play that I'm doing with uh, a new wave electronic artist. Shout outs to Dan Fur. It's going to be oh. Dan Fur, D A N F U R music. You can check him out on Instagram. Um, it's Dan Fur versus AMC. The album's called the or the EP album is called the Virtue EP. Um, look for that around January twenty first of twenty twenty. I'm very excited for that. Is that streaming or is it where you can buy the CD? Streaming, fantastic. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And my social media, it's Aaron underscore Marshall with two L's underscore yeah. Clark, Clark with an E. That's what AMC is done for. Exactly. That is what <laughs> AMC stands for, Aaron Marshall Clark. Thanks, James. That's exactly it. Just be out for it. Yeah. <laughs> and the website for the band that I'm in with the one and only Charlie Dover and myself, AMC, is called, our band is called Twofold, 2FLD. That's Twofold. And the website's www.wear.com twofold.com you can check out our music download it download it buy it it's available on all music streams um title uh itunes uh apple music google play amazon so on and so forth I fantastic think of it yep uh everything that he has mentioned will be in the description so yeah. that you don't have to like kind of re-listen <laughs> trying to get it re-listen what did he right. say <laughs> two five so yeah i pretty much hate when podcasts do that where yeah. they're like 
oh, I'm doing this, and they don't include it in the description. Exactly. It's just lazy. Uh, is there anything else you would like to, like any uh, movies or anything coming up in uh, January? Yes, um, actually in January, tail end of December into January, mm -hmm. um, we'll be shooting a, two parts of a trilogy short film. Um, uh, minimal details I'll give. It's like uh, Big Trouble, since we're on a movie podcast, yep. uh, Big Trouble in Little China meets oh. the Golden Child. That's what this is oh. all about. Um, and it's going to be fantastic. Is um, it replacing Kim Cattrall with the Golden Child, I guess? <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I, I, so, I look forward to yeah. uh, watching it. I'll be filming down in Brandon with the one and only uh, Nate Bauer and uh, Miles Crossman, two fantastic yeah. director, producer, one-two punch I've worked with in Brandon. Actually, this month, going down there in January to work on uh, those two films, um, and um, it's amazing. Uh, it's always a learning curve with acting. I've been doing acting for about four years now. A lot of background extra work, but taking acting classes from the one and only Eric Warwinek out of Nipawa. Um, I started in one of his movies called The Scratching Sound, ah. which is available on on, uh, on Vivo. Um, and the password is Scratch. I'll give you uh, that details right I'll now. I'll include check a it link out. so that yeah. people can check it out as well. Absolutely. Like I said, thank you very much, AMC. You really welcome. appreciate you. Uh, I definitely want you back on for the My Five. Thank you. I might even ask you to take the gauntlet. <laughs> Absolutely. I might even take, take you for the gauntlet. Uh, like I said, thank you very much for coming on. I, I appreciate you. Uh, it's time for me. Uh, BeaverDoesMovies.com for all your BeaverDoesMovies needs. Uh, at BeaverDoes on Twitter. At BeaverDoesMovies on Instagram. BeaverDoesMovies at gmail.com. Uh, next week, um, no idea right now because it's not been recorded yet but i know on january the third week in january we're going to be having another gauntlet uh the second one was amazing with the sean geek podcast guys uh so right now uh for the uh the show that i'm working on it will be uh michael from real debaters and it will be uh todd of the sean geek podcast with who will be the third one involved in this we shall find out uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you once again, AMC. My pleasure. Uh, check you guys later. Perfect. We went 54 minutes.